Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Deacon Ralph Poyo states, To experience authentic love in a world controlled by sin is to experience pain and suffering. And what makes this so beautiful is that God will equip you with all that you need. Because holy fear of the Lord is to yield to His mighty will. And God comes to those who are willing to sacrifice. Yeah, it can be pretty scary to think about contemplating pain and suffering. Because fear is temptation not to trust in God. A temptation to doubt and die a little bit inside. So can you live out your Isaac moment? At the altar, do you love God more? The beggar is the great protagonist of history. While man stands begging for peace and understanding, God stands begging for the heart of man. There's an old Western song by the Sons of the Pioneers called Cool Water. The lyrics go something like this. All day I've faced the barren waste without the taste of water. Old Dan and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water. Cool, clear water. The shadows sway and seem to say, Tonight we pray for water. And way up there he'll hear our prayer and show us where there's water. Cool, clear water. The story of Jacob's well is between Jesus, who was left alone while his disciples went into town to find food, and Fotina, a Samaritan woman who comes in the midday to draw water. Jesus speaks to the Samaritan woman, Would you give me a drink? Fotina responds, You being a Jew would ask for a drink from a Samaritan and a woman? A Jew and a Samaritan woman talking was something totally against culture, racially and with regard to gender. There was great enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. Samaritans believed that the Jews had corrupted the true faith history of God's people. The Jews believed God had chosen David and the house of Judah to lead his people. Jews worshipped on Mount Moriah, the Temple Mountain, where Jerusalem was built. The Samaritans worshipped on Mount Gerizim. Jesus did not allow any of this to stop him. He crosses the religious, cultural, racial, and gender barriers of the time. He is in search of those who will worship in spirit and in truth. In this story of choosing the Samaritan woman, remember, the Jews considered these people to be the least of these, not unlike the time God chose Moses, a man with a speech impediment, to be the spokesman for his people, or Ruth, the great-grandmother of David, a Moabite woman from a tribe that was an enemy of Israel. God's choice placed Ruth in the lineage of King David. In God's kingdom, which we will see in the afterlife, there is no division, no barriers. If we are to bring God's kingdom here on earth, then these things can also exist in our homes, our schools, and our communities, can't they? But only if moms and dads lead them. Jesus met Fotina at Jacob's well, which is deep. The martyr, St. Fotina, which you know now is the name of the Samaritan woman at the well, became a Christian. And church history says she was martyred either in Rome or in Carthage. You can imagine her running from the well into the town of Sishar, proclaiming the Messiah, amazed, bewildered, excited, ever so joyful. Her thirst had been quenched 
by his thirst. Those words, his thirst, reminds us that our Lord's thirst has a particular characteristic to it that is different from ordinary human thirst for water. The deepest thirst of Christ was not for something he needed to receive, but for something he needed to give. Our need for water is understood in his need to give it. You see, our thirst is something physical, but is also something that is spiritual. It is completely satisfied only in Christ. The bodily thirst of Jesus is his divine thirst to fill us with loving faith in him. This is why he so longingly says to the woman, If you but knew the gift of God and who it is who asks you, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. If only you and I could be deeply convinced of this fact, that God loves us first, all the time, that any apparent initiative of ours, any cooperating with grace, is also his gift. St. Augustine says, My merit is his mercy. This story in St. John's Gospel is not only a story about this one woman, it is a story about each of us. Our thirst for something, for courage, for peace, for acceptance, is summed up in the lyrics, with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water. We thirst and hunger for something to fill that gaping godlike hole inside of us. When Fotina resumed her life after Jesus left Samaria, she still had to deal with the facts in her broken life. This would only make sense. She was an outcast a person with flaws and a life filled with mistakes, not unlike our own. But she had received mercy. Church history says that Fotina's five husbands and children became believers, and she traveled to both Carthage and Rome, telling others about the Messiah. I guess that she lived out her holy fear and found the courage to live her Isaac moment. God does come to those willing to sacrifice. God's love fills us like the quenching of a desert thirst, soothing the aching heart, satisfying whatever fills that God-like hole inside of us. St. Augustine said, Men go abroad to wonder at the heights of mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long courses of the rivers, at the vast compass of the oceans at the circular motions of the stars, and yet they pass by themselves without wondering at all. In the Marty Robbins classic song, The Streets of Laredo, the last stanza begins with these words, go fetch me some water, a cool cup of water. Yes, you must drink before it's too late. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Blessings to you all. Dominus Volbiscum.